John, if you have to ask the price, then you probably can't afford it. Is this the show? And <laughs> when I say probably, I mean you definitely can't afford it. We already know I can't afford it. I know what you get. I mean, me. yeah, you do. You have a pretty good idea. At least for this show. <laughs> So, if anybody's buying a Mac Pro here, it is Mr. Lexter for Friedman. Lex he is wallpapering no his car, his Out. electric car in Mac his, Pros. His car is a Mac Pro with the wheels. He bought the wheels, and now it's his car. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's zero chance I would buy a Mac Pro. I mean, if somebody gave me a Mac Pro, would I use it? Sure, I, that seems but... like... Well, Christmas is coming up. Um, you know, do you have you have Christian friends? Do you have Christian friends who might buy you a Mac Pro? <laughs> no. You know how Christians <laughs> feel about us, do you? <laughs> <laughs> what if we give you one part of the Mac Pro for each night of Hanukkah? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, that would be... A wheel. Be you, get you get eight parts. One wheel. I'm not telling you which mm-hmm. part. Yeah, four wheels. you get wheels. another wheel. <laughs> and by the end, you do not get a full... No, you do God, not get no. a full Mac Pro. You might get the stand. You might get the stand, but no screen. We're not made of money. <laughs> now, can you use the Mac Pro without the stand? Like, can it just sit on a table on its own? The Pro or the display? You can definitely use the Pro without a stand. Oh, the, the stand is for the display? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where yeah, have you that's been? Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's $1,000. Wait, how much is the, sta- the, 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 the stand? Is for the Mac Pro is offensively right? horrible. The stand yeah. is $1,000. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just not in the market for this. A lot of people don't mind holding, holding up a monitor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can hold an iPad, you can hold a monitor. Right, sure. The same thing, right? What is a monitor, if not a larger iPad? <laughs> that you can't touch. <laughs> you can't touch. Can you, uh, can you use the, whatever they call the iPad screen sharing, can you use that without a main screen? Oh, that's a good question. Can you buy a Mac Pro mm. and then just AirPlay to your iPad? <laughs> I think not. Sidecar. Well, See, it's man. called sidecar, and you have to have a main car for the sidecar to work. Can't sidecar without a main car. Yeah, you ever tried to drive a sidecar without it being attached to a motorcycle? It does not go well. They're gonna they're gonna have a hard time when they when they when they ship the car. They're going to be sorry that they used sidecar for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be able to see where your friends are driving on your iPad. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Into a ditch. Into a ditch. <laughs> Yeah, well, we wanted to talk about how expensive the Mac Pro was going to be, but it's not up yet. It's just trust us; it's it's, it's expensive, crazy expensive. You can't afford it's it. Just yeah, <laughs> if you're listening, if you're listening to this podcast, you can't afford it. Let me pre-record my reaction to the price. Wow, that's expensive. Okay, he can just edit that in later when we know the price. <laughs> this is like the reverse of when we do the quarterly results ahead of time. Yeah, right. Instead of Apple making so much money, it's charging so much money. <laughs> well, how do you think they make it, Dan? Yeah, yeah right. You've got to charge money. I am to make not money, a Dan. business person, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think you that's both from this show. You, you and I both. That's why we're not getting money. Now, neither of you uses the Apple Podcast app, but as we record, they had a day of it just not working. A day of the Apple I do use the app. Apple Podcast app from time to time, and it worked fine for me yesterday. So I guess that was. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? So it was only certain people. Because Karen, Karen was texting me saying, my podcast app isn't working. And and I was saying, yeah, I know everybody on Twitter is saying that their podcast app is not working. I hadn't can you, seen. Can any you of the use a, an alternative podcasting app? And she said, no. I think it would be better if I just go in and buy a, an 11 Pro. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, that would be a much better experience when it was not working on the 11 Pro. <laughs> I listen in Overcast, but I browse the charts in Apple Podcasts uh, for professional reasons, and um, I had not seen the tweets yet because I was you know working for a living and it just launched and crashed, launched and crashed. I'm like, what's the problem now? And then when I went to Twitter to complain about it, I saw that people were complaining about it for me already, so I didn't bother complaining. Yeah, well, that's good. Good for you. 
Uh, I just appreciate Apple making no statement of any kind. Like, (laughs) even like a tweet for the Apple Podcast app. Sorry for our downtime. Things are back to normal now. It's like, if we don't acknowledge it, it never happened. You should feel (laughs) lucky that you even have access to the Apple Podcast app, Lex. Right. There are people who don't. Um, Android users, specifically. (laughs) They have a status page someplace. The downtime will continue until morale improves. I, I, I just wish it were easier. This is not an Apple failing. This is an everything in the world failing, uh, Trump. I wish it were easier to know um, where the problem uh, was when things go wrong. Like with, when I first had the app crashing, I'm like, well, is it an issue with my phone? Is it an issue with my Wi-Fi? Is it an issue with Apple Podcasts? Is it because of a specific show that I'm subscribed to? And like, I was also having issues where my this was infuriating, but I was driving and paired via Bluetooth uh, from my phone to my car and. It would constantly unpair and then be paused, and then I would press play, and so it would play from my phone's speaker, and then suddenly pause there because it was repairing to my car just over and over again, so I could get like 30 seconds at a time, and I could not fix it, and I didn't know where the issue lay, although I knew that the phone had been syncing with Bluetooth over my uh, Pro Beats wireless, I don't know what they're called, my my Bluetooth headphones. (laughs) Why do we even allow you on this show anymore? (laughs) I don't know. And... (laughs) So eventually I fixed it with a really, really smart analytical solution, which is what everybody would do to fix this, I think, which was make my car forget about my phone and then bear it all over again. And then it worked just fine. But I don't know whose fault it was. You turn your car off and then on again. Exactly. I don't I I, I think it was actually my phone's problem because when I went to turn Bluetooth off on the phone as my first step, uh, it would not let me complete the process of turning Bluetooth off. I could slide the slider, but then it would just spin and spin and spin and never officially agree that Bluetooth was off, which it was not. Yeah, that sounds um, that sounds like a Bluetooth. Bluetooth sucks. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. I had a similar. Well, not that similar, but I had a Apple failing <laughs> that I was talking about this morning, which is also a <laughs> wonkiness. Let me tell you about my problem. <laughs> it's not your problem. I can't fix your problem. Like, there's nothing I can do for you. It sounds bad, and I commiserate. That's what I'm getting at. I appreciate. It. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to do what I thought was a relatively simple task on my iPad, which was uh, I needed to look at an email that had a bunch of changes in it, then I needed to find those changes in a PDF, and then I needed to write those changes down somewhere. On a Mac, which was what I was doing this on yesterday, it's pretty easy. I had my PDF open, I had my email message open, and I had a number spreadsheet where I was just logging these things in. On an iPad... You can have three apps open. So I was like, oh, great. I'll take my iPad to the coffee shop in the morning and I'll just, you know, keep working on it there. And so that was your mistake. That was my mistake, as it turns out, because I ran into just it was just a pain in the ass. So I tried to, like, you know, have the two things, you know, two, um, the, the PDF and the mail. Me- uh, no, the number spreadsheet open in split screen. All right, fine. And then you have to do the little slide over thing to get the third thing. Um, and the first problem is always like, this is still an issue, despite the revamp of the multitasking system in iPadOS. Trying to get an app into a particular slot in your multitasking setup is a pain in the ass. Because first, if that app is not in the dock already, you've got to go launch that app separately. Then you've got to go back to your original setup. And now it's like, oh, now the app is in the little recent app section of the dock. Now I can drag it into SlideOver or whatever. Uh, and at that point, I always still accidentally like trying to drag an app icon into slide over, it wants to go into split screen. And then if you accidentally put it in split <laughs> yeah. screen, it's like, okay, now I have to do that first process all over again to get the right app in the right place. 
Uh, at which point, at some point, I don't know what happened, but like either the iPad lost the connection or it just freaked out because literally all three of the apps would not load the requisite files. So like I would go into mail and it would say a thing where it's like, we haven't been able to download the content of this message and it's just all blank. Uh, or I would go into the numbers app and it's like, ah, uh, there's a problem. We can't open this spreadsheet right now. Try reverting to an earlier version of this. See if you can open that. I was like, I don't even know how to do that on my iPad. <laughs> and then really? the PDF would not open. It just gave me the title and said, like, this is a 900 kilobyte PDF. I was like, great. Can't open it. <laughs> What's your deal? The other problem is that it, I don't know if this is still a, a bug in the current version of iPad OS, but it feels like it still flushes stuff out of memory really fast. So, like, I went to look something up in Safari. Uh, that was from the notes and when i got back it decided to like reload all of those things including like the mess the mail message which was really quite long jumped back to the top so now i'm scrolling all the way back down to find the stupid thing uh and then the pdf app i was reading the pdf in books and it would just keep freezing and like i would have to force quit the app and then go back into files and reopen the pdf in books and it's like this is all really easy shit on the mac this is my problem (laughs) This is why, and this is why I, in general, most of the multitasking I do on the iPad is via command tab. <laughs> um, but every once in a while, I will have two windows open. But that's that's as far as I will go. I, just, and I, I really usually, needed. I to usually refer. try to avoid it. I mean, I mostly like if I'm going to do something that's going to require two, multiple apps at the same time, I will almost always do it on the Mac. I, I normally would, but like in this case, my my MacBook Air is the battery life has been going and oh, going. Yeah, and and I was like, well, I've been doing a lot more stuff on the iPad. And in theory, this is all doable. Like, these are all tasks the iPad can do. It's just when you put them together, they all failed. Yeah. It's disappointing because it's like, this is not, <laughs> this is, I'm not doing anything particularly <laughs> difficult, right? It's not like I'm over here, you know, <sighs> producing audio. I kind of feel like, you know, when Apple brought in all those pros so it could redesign the Mac Pro a couple of years ago when they first started, like, on the roadmap yeah. to the Mac Pro. They're like, we, we've got right. all these professional, creative professionals who brought them in. We saw how they worked. We talked to them. We understood, like, what they need out of a machine. And then we built that machine. I kind of want to do that, but just with the iPad. Like, guys, all right, just watch me for an hour while I'm trying to do something really basic <laughs> and realize that it doesn't fucking work. They want to, and you, then want fix to, it. you want to re-basic re the iPad Pro. I, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I want. I just... Okay. It, it hasn't gotten any better, I feel like. And it's been several years that they've been dealing with It's gotten with more this. complicated. That's Yeah, yeah, it has gotten more complicated. Lex, you work for my iPad like all the time. You not run into problems like this? I, I don't work from an iPad all the time. Uh, but when I work from an iPad, it's the same as what you're describing in that you're limited by what you can and can't do. So I work from the iPad when it's going to be like email and web or email, web, and Slack. And that's about it. But I, I don't work for it for, for harder stuff. I just yeah. I guess I did I not think that. this was going to be the thing that broke the back of, you know, just it did not seem like this was a particularly strenuous activity. It's like I need to refer to a thing in one place <laughs> and write it down somewhere else. That seems yeah. like pretty basic. I mean, I yeah, I don't it's I, I don't want to be that person who's like, you can't do real work on an iPad because I, I get done plenty of other shit on the iPad. But it does seem like it hits a wall pretty fast. And I do think that the multitasking system of not of having these slots instead of something more arbitrary feels like a huge step backwards from the Mac. Yeah. It's overly fiddly trying to get things in the arranged in the right place. Right. And it's, like, it's, it's, what yeah. if you just don't want it that way? Like what if you want to arrange your windows in a different way? Because the other problem with having the slide over is it, it covers one of those windows. 
Slide over is an abomination, and <laughs> I hate it. It's just and dumb. I, it's you never know where apps are going to go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, that's yes. What I, find. I, I I have another complaint that I want to share. <laughs> Uh, but first, well, later, later, uh, later, I'm going to say something nice. It's so. the airing oh. of the grievances, guys. It's, it's, I know. It's, I looked up when Festivus is, and it's not. It's not for like in a, you know a while yet. We're it's early. We're early. We're early. But we're going to do it. Uh, but before I, I, I share another complaint, I would like to share something good, and that is the the the, the way I look and feel when I'm wearing made to measure men's clothing, specifically my suits from Indochino. I have three. Uh, I paid for two of them. Uh, I like them all. I, I don't have to wear a suit often, but when I do, I want that suit to, to look good and feel good, and my Indochino suits do. Um, Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. Just choose the fabric, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. And when I say choose the fabric, it means you're going to pick the color and the style and all that stuff. Like they, they have it all. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom, or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. You even get to personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and your own monogram. The best part is that they are affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. You can find a non-tailored, non-made-to-measure custom suit for for more than $400. So that's why this is such a freaking good deal. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com and enter the promo code REBOUND at checkout. Shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. It's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. No, no, instead you should wear custom. And in the opinion of this podcast, it is custom or bustum. Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND. The podcast has an opinion. I, 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 I love the palpable sense of excitement as we approach the end of the, the uh, Indochino ad reads as we're, we're yeah. getting to... To the point where Lex is going to... He's rubbing his hands together over there. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you know uh, how Apple bought Workflow and it became Shortcuts? I think I had that right. That's correct. That is uh, yeah. correct. I'm familiar with that. I read about this I, in, the, I, in the newspaper. I find that app a nightmare. I, I find that <laughs> nothing I want to do works. And I have some very old, like, re- repeatedly imported workflows from back when it was Workflow. And none of those seem to work properly. Um, you know, we were my daughter's birthday dinner. Uh, took a live photo of her catching the bit of zucchini in her mouth that the hibachi cook threw, <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to turn it into a uh, an animated image. I don't want to pronounce it because I don't know if you guys pronounce it with a, a G or a G. And when I wanted to do it with a G, I, I couldn't find any easy way to convert it into a. Gif. And so I, I <laughs> thought I remembered that there was a shortcut for it. And there I, is. the shortcut was like, step one is, you know, choose an image. And so I hit like run and it's like, nothing happens. And I'm like, start. <laughs> and it's like, nothing happens. And I'm like, I saw that there was a, I made a brand new one, like ask me for an image and then animate it. And like at no point would it prompt me to pick an image. And so it did nothing. So instead I installed a free app from the app store to do it. And that's <laughs> dumb. And I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do. So that's my second complaint. I really like the idea of shortcuts, but I do find regularly that when I try to do things with them, it feels like I'm f- swimming upstream. Um, and sometimes even when I get stuff working, like, oh, here's, here's a good similar example. I, I tried to do a shortcut to change the audio output from the phone so that when I walk in the house, I can, I actually had like one of those NFC stickers. I was like, oh, great. I had this, it was given to me at WWC. And I was like, I'm going to try to set up a shortcut where I can tap my phone on that when I walk in the house and it will switch the audio from my headphones to my home pods um and i ran into two problems with this the first is 
it works inconsistently. <laughs> like scanning the thing on the NFC sticker, you kind of like tap it and it's like, it didn't do anything. Then you like hold it there for a while. Then you like fiddle around with it. And at which point it's like, this is no longer saving me any time whatsoever. But the other problem was like the action. There was like a music handoff action that was like move uh, audio from the iPhone to the HomePods. And I eventually discovered that wasn't working because it considered the AirPods a separate output. And it was like hard coded to move the audio from the iPod or from the iPhone. And so it didn't consider it playing on the iPhone if it was playing via your AirPods. And I was like, well, that's insane. Um, there is another one to like set the output playback. But yeah, it was, I agree. I, I feel like shortcuts, it both never seems to do what I want it to do or like have stuff that is quite fitting the task I have. And it's also too complicated. <laughs> yeah. It's just really like got you coming and got you going. That's that's the thing that I've found with it. Every time I get into it, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on anymore. And I've lost interest. <laughs> it's better than Automator. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, but the bar there is so low. <laughs> Every yeah, time really. I want to do something, with, I finally made an Automator workflow that was like actually worked for what I wanted it, which is I would copy photos or like airdrop photos over from my iPhone and they'd be in the new HEIC format. And I didn't want to post those on Twitter. So I was like, oh, I just need to convert to JPEG. So I literally made like a one-step automator action that converts an image to the JPEG. I'm like, aha, I have bested you, automator. I've made a one-step automation. HEIC is also offensive. Like, I, I don't mind it as a format in that the photos look fine. And I guess they're smaller, smaller or better optimized. Yeah. But like, nobody wants those. <laughs> Yep. And when you airdrop, like you said, and you send it to yourselves, and that's what you have, it's, it's yeah. infuriating. Infuriating, yep. that's all. John, you had some happy things to talk about? Well, yeah, yeah. Should I start with the, my complaint, though? Yeah, yes, oh, yeah, please. clearly. Which is, uh, which is that this, this morning Tim Cook tweeted something, I think it was human rights, something about, it was something to do with human rights, <laughs> let's put it that way, and um, and like tagged it like like some human rights day or something like that, and I just thought... <laughs> He tweeted specifically that the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is our common promise to uphold the inherent dignity of all. We all share this responsibility, businesses, governments, and citizens (laughs) the world over. Um, Unless, unless you need an app to get away from police. But first, first reply (laughs) within within seconds was tell that to the iPhone workers. (laughs) Second reply: Open an Apple store in Lisbon, Portugal, please. (laughs) If you just Uh, joining us, this is where we read replies. (laughs) Third Cook. Third reply, bring back Arrested Development again. That's right. <laughs> the, uh, do you guys know what Article 19 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is? Yeah, <laughs> it's sure. Speech. That's why okay. we're called Art 19. Not Art 19. Okay. Just putting that out there. Oh, listen to you. Okay. Um, so my, but my good thing is last night I'm in a bar and we, uh, we're going to play backgammon. And uh, I couldn't remember exactly how to set up the board. <laughs> does it, wait, I'm sorry. So, does anybody know how to play backgammon? I thought that was just a thing that you used to troll people. <laughs> No. Um, and earlier in the year, I had um, taken a picture of the board because I wanted because I knew that this would happen. And I thought, OK, ah. I'll, I'll have a picture on my phone and I'll be able to look at that and know how to set up the board. And so I didn't know when I had taken the picture, of course, but I went into the photos app and I just typed you know, on, on a whim. Usually what I would do is just scroll and scroll and scroll forever because I usually am so cynical that I suspect that things aren't going to work correctly. And this time, however, I typed in backgammon in the search field and uh, that image came right up. I mean, and I had not tagged it or anything. I mean, I had just taken a picture of a backgammon board and saved it in my photos collection and then later was able to just type in backgammon and it pulled it up. 
Yeah, I, I think Which I that was pretty cool. I've used that feature a bunch and it does work pretty well. There are like sometimes there are things where it's like, oh, I wish I could search for X and like I can't find it yeah. or miss tag stuff. But when it does work and, and it works more often than not, it's and it's, it's working really cool. more and more. Yeah, and I find it's getting better and better. Like, and, like it, I think that early on there were things that I searched for that I thought ah, it should it should know that. Like, yeah, I don't remember what it was, but um, like, I think there were pictures of dogs that i had that like it would bring up some pictures of dogs but not all the pictures of dogs or something like that um but now it seems to be really doing the, a very good the job. cool part is you can do cross-referencing too where you can put in two separate things or put in like uh you know backgammon oh, i'm pretty sure i took it like in 2019 and like maybe it was yeah. january and you can like add all of those in as keywords and it will like narrow the search which is actually pretty cool and if you have people that are tagged in them you can search by them and like it's it's definitely gotten a lot better, and it's a lot easier to find stuff than it used to be. Now this is where Lance we've, talks about Google Photos. No, no. Well, so actually, <laughs> yes and no. But we've complained repeatedly on this show about how Apple doesn't do uh, unlimited storage for photos, or like mm-hmm. even their 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 free storage tiers are so better, low. Better storage, so, yeah. I currently back up all of my photos to both Google and now recently Amazon Photos, um, which gives me unlimited storage for photos there too. And Amazon search box says, "Search for the places where you took your pictures." Uh, but in fact, I just tried chess, and it works for that too, which I didn't know until I tried it just now. Um, now, when I'm searching for chess, I see uh, pictures of me and Liam playing Stratego. That's wrong. I see some uh, 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 some foosball tables. I see some stuff that I understand exactly why I think it's chess, but it's remarkable to think about how stupid computers still are. <laughs> I'm smarter than you. It's like some uh, giant row of pillars. I'll send you guys the picture. But um, I, I agree with you. Th- those things feel like the not magic, although magic too, but like when you hear about neural networks and you think about all the captures you're feeling out, whatever, it's like, oh, there is some good purpose for these things. Like, there's some good is coming yeah, from all this, right. and I like it. <laughs> and I, I find that, like, from I this actually, hellscape. I very frequently end up searching for uh, receipts because I take pictures of all my receipts. And sometimes I search with Apple and sometimes with Google because they will find different ones. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say I, I was helping my, uh, my aunt was in town for Thanksgiving and I was helping her with, on her iPad trying to figure out, like she was trying to figure out how to find things and then how to like turn them, you know, like do something with them. And so I showed her the memories feature where you can like go like search for a person uh, and it will like automatically assemble the slideshow of pictures of them. And she was really blown away by that. Like, cause, and, and I really like that because it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I've taken these thousands of pictures. What am I going to do with them? Do I ever go back and look at them? I mean, I go searching for something occasionally, but it's like the idea of putting together like an album of stuff, like, or a slideshow or whatever, just seems like, oh man, that's just that's a lot of work. Like, I have to go yeah. through these pictures, I have to select them, I have to set the timing. And the fact that it will just automatically generate them, and they're not perfect, but a lot of times they're really good, and you can, yeah, yeah. like, do just really quick little easy tweaks with them to make them great. Uh, and I have to say, I think that's one of my favorite features uh, of photos, and it's something that has also gotten a lot better. But it's, I will say, my one complaint about it is it's kind of hard to find sometimes. Like, I had to wander around a little bit because she didn't have anybody tagged. She didn't know how to, like, make a person, like, face or whatever. And so I had to, like, walk her through, like, here's how to do that. And now you can go to this person and, like, look at their memories and stuff like that. So I think it's cool, but it just needs to, I wish it hadn't been, it feels a little buried. I want to explain why I signed up for Amazon Photos. 
uh, because it relates to this, but I mentioned that I was doing both Amazon and Google as a, a means to back up. There's another great way to back up your computer and your 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 stuff, and that's, of course, with Backblaze. This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Backblaze, which is the unlimited cloud backup for Macs and PCs that starts at just $6 a month. Uh, here's how many gimmicks and add-ons there are. None and none, respectively. Uh, all of us have lost data. I have been a Backblaze customer for years. I have used Backblaze uh, to recover many files, sometimes just the stuff you delete stupidly. And listen, there are things like Dropbox and iCloud that help you with stuff, but you want to back up all your things because if your hard drive hasn't failed, you just haven't used it long enough. <laughs> it will. It will <laughs> die. Uh, and uh, when we talked about Backblaze on this show a week or so ago, you guys both mentioned that you've had data disasters too, yes? Yes, indeed. True. John didn't even yeah. want to talk about his. It was that bad. I know. <laughs> It's fine, John. I'm not trying I've to. Been, I've been memories. like mostly. I've been mostly fortunate, but man, you know those times when you don't have something, it's really bad. Because like the the I have my photos backed up, but videos getting backed up is trickier. And I have like videos from when my kids were born, and those were taken with. Uh, remember those cameras that were like dedicated cameras? What the hell were they called? Cameras? <laughs> uh, uh, is it no, phones? They, they plugged. They plugged in with USB. It was like separate from your phone. What the hell is it called? Well, I'll come up with it. We'll share that. Cameras. Um, cameras. Digital. No, digital. It was cameras? a brand. Like, it was a brand. A brand. Oh, like, I mean, like, like the the movie cameras. Yeah, it was like a little Zoom. stick. No, was it Zoom? No, oh. no. Yeah, I know. Okay, I think <laughs> I got anyway, one over here. We're all over. I back, we're keep all talking. All I'll see if I can find mine. I back up those those movies from that device. Uh, with Backblaze, Backblaze backs up documents, music, photos, videos, drawings, projects, everything that's important to you. Uh, if you have a data disaster, Backblaze can ship you a hard drive with all of your data on it. And once you've restored your precious documents, you can send the hard drive back for a full refund. Having a backup means having total peace of mind. It's the difference between a data disaster costing you hours of work and agony and anguish and just having a hard drive shipped to you with all your stuff. Back up your stuff, people. Go to backblaze.com slash rebound for your fully featured 15-day free trial, which is fun to say. Go to backblaze.com slash rebound because that's the way that you can let them know you heard about it from this show. That's backblaze.com slash rebound. Do it today. Thank you to Backblaze for saving us from countless data disasters and for their support of this very podcast. Flip. Flip. I got it just as you said it. Flip. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've got mine in my hand here, my original flip. Because the USB it, yeah. port would flip up. The USB plug yeah, would flip yeah. up. That's yeah, I had a... So, I think I had a knockoff version. Of it. The, um, the reason I was experimenting with Amazon Photos was twofold. One, I, I mentioned on this show a week ago that I, on uh, Black Friday, had gotten uh, the Echo Show 6 or whatever it is. And Show 5. And uh, it was like, I can show your photos from this day. And it had like... I, I had previously, eons ago, uploaded photos to Amazon, but I hadn't been doing it recurrently. And so it had like only very old photos. I was like, well, let me have you take all my photos. So now each day, one of the things that scrolls through on this uh, Echo is uh, photos on this day. And as I mentioned to you, I'm, I'm preparing at some point this month to to deactivate my Facebook account. But my favorite thing about Facebook, without any exception, is the on this day thing. And that's what I'm going to miss. And like I was thinking about Time Hop, but Time Hop works by showing you your Facebook posts from that day. And not getting to see those, I think, will be the, the saddest part to me about leaving Facebook because I did love seeing like, oh, this is what my kids looked like exactly on this day a year ago or this is what the status was that I posted. So I'm trying to figure out ways that I can – because Apple does it and Google does it and Amazon does it. But frankly, none of them do it as well as, as Facebook does in that I just want to see one long scrollable list of all my stuff from this day. Like all of them want me to browse by year a little bit or pick specific whatevers and that's – I don't know. I, I'll miss that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, that's. I think the, you're doing the right thing, though. Well, I, it, I, you know, it's funny uh, as you were talking earlier, Lex, about the space issue. That was that was the reason I had to help my aunt out with her photos and stuff was because she had 
started to run into the five gigabyte limit. And yeah. she was like complaining about that. And she's like, well, your, your mom has like all these other photos and she hasn't hit her limit. Like why? And I was like, oh, we might've upgraded her. And I went and looked sure enough. We had put her on like the 50 gigabyte plan. I was like, well, you know, you're going to have to upgrade. That's really, I like, I wish I was like sitting there like, I wish I could give you better news about this, but there's really nothing to do because unless you really want to go through and delete a bunch of your photos, which when you have a thousand photos, you don't want to do. Yeah. And it's really only a matter of time before it becomes an issue again. I was like, pay the, you know, buck a month or whatever to, to upgrade and it sucks, but you know, at least it's fairly cheap, but I do. It, some of the other companies have dialed back on the amount of space that they give you. Uh, and like, didn't both Am- didn't Amazon like kind of renege on their whole, like unlimited photos thing. I feel like they did in some ways they changed the deal or whatever. Um, I know that you can have, there's a cap on videos, but it's unlimited photos for Amazon. And Google Photos changed their Google changed theirs for photos too, in terms of what you could actually. They they made a change in terms of like because they had a difference between compressed and uncompressed photos for a while, um, and I think they changed the terms of that as well. So I feel like a lot of companies have dialed back on that, but it's still. I mean, not that that excuses Apple for still having a paltry five gigabytes, which is really mm-hmm. just it's not enough. It's not enough. No. And and I like it feels like they have now just like doubled and tripled down on that. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I mean, I'm not I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't expect you to. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I pay I pay more for extra storage already, and I. But if I had to include my photos, it would have to go. I mean, I have to go pretty high. But and I'm I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> Wait, so you don't you don't back up your photos on iCloud? I do not do the photos in the cloud thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I I do. I back them up on my Mac, so but I have I actually haven't done that in a long time. So. Well, see, that's the thing is I I just it's so easy on the iPhone that I just right. was like I'll pay you the three. I paid the three bucks or whatever for the two hundred gigabytes, and I'm nowhere well, near. See, I already I already pay for two hundred gigabytes, and in between the you know with the family sharing and yeah, it it gets used up faster. So yeah, yeah, particularly I, when your your kid has a. <laughs> 128 gigabyte phone with <laughs> crap ton of games on it. Yeah, well, doesn't it doesn't doesn't back those up though, does it? I'm not, I don't know what the hell he has. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, that <laughs> is honest, not. I'm not sure. But it'll just re-download all those if you're in iCloud. My it usage. Store the apps. My usage is 14 gigabytes. Karen's is 17, 18 gigabytes, and Hanks is 103 gigabytes. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to check his whole iCloud backup I know, thing and see I what the hell I he's need doing to. with that. I think I need to get on it. Get I was on gonna his say, phone and see what the hell's going on. I don't think I'm anywhere near. I well, I've got see. I've got 153, and that is like mostly photos and device backups. And the device backups thing is probably there's probably some in there that could go away. Might be some old versions or something, but it's mostly the photos. I mean, actually, we have so we have 65 gigs available, so we might. I mean, I might be able to turn it on, but I'm not. I'm not going to do it. But it's the just minute made, I do that, it's yeah. just going to just going to suck everything up, and then I'm going to have to jump up to the two terabyte plan. Oh yeah, I've got an old. That's the other thing. It's like it goes. Yeah, it's two hundred gigabytes and then two terabytes, and it's three bucks or nine or ten bucks. There's nothing in the middle. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, they rejiggered it all so that you basically, you know, if you want to go up, you're buying that extra terabyte. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I, storage seems like it's one of those things that's fairly cheap, so you should, you know, make it available. I've always argued Apple should make it available. Yeah, we have. Yes, sir. You don't need me to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can I complain about something that's not really strictly tech related, but is kind of tech adjacent? I'll allow it. 
<laughs> it's a Kickstarter thing. Oh, years yeah. ago, cool stuff. years ago, I signed up for the Kickstarter. I backed the Kickstarter where they made that crazy cooler. I don't know if you remember this, but it was essentially like a cooler I that had like a, this. a blender built in <laughs> and a like Bluetooth speaker and all that. And so I ponied up my like 150 bucks or whatever. And this was fairly early in the Kickstarter phenomenon, but it was also a point where like I didn't start back in the thing until like it had been funded. It had been overfunded, I think. And so I was like, well, it's definitely, you know, they've got more than enough money based on this. And so I, you know, threw in my money. And of course, this became a huge debacle, including like, I think Oregon, they got like had to make a settlement in Oregon where they shipped like the, um, the, the coolers to the people who were in Oregon because they had to make a deal with like the, the <laughs> attorney general or whatever. But like essentially the, you know, a combination of mismanagement, these people wildly misjudged how hard it would be to make this and how expensive things would be. But they also got to the point where they were selling these things and using that oh, to try God. and fund the making, fulfilling all the rewards. Oh, God. And so of course people just were getting going batshit. And I was like, well, I'll just sit here quietly and they'll get around to it sooner or later. But like, literally, it's been like five years. So this week, they announced that they are shutting down Got their it. business and mm. uh, blaming it on the tariffs that have been imposed by the government, <laughs> well, which but... everyone is like, well, maybe that probably didn't help, but it's right. also probably not the actual problem here. So uh, I'm, I'm never getting this. Uh, despite the fact that they sold, and in fact, uh, over like a few days before I got that email during like Black Friday, Cyber Monday week, they were sending out flyers with like, you know, huge discounts on if you buy it, you know, and I was like, oh God, I can't believe they're like sending me flyers for buying a thing that I've technically already paid for. How much? Uh, well, technically you didn't pay for it. That's just the problem. But how much, how much did you lose? I mean, I did pay for it though. Like I no, gave them no, money. No, no, Kickstarter is so clear. You didn't pay for it. You pay to invest in their project. You did not buy a thing. It's such I'm a it, but it's yeah, such a <laughs> stupid fine line. There was a there How was an implicit promise there. Yeah, so they were get, they were selling sixty percent off uh, uh, like products the previous week, and they were selling. In fact, they were selling the cooler for a hundred bucks, which is fifty bucks less than I gave them to send me one eventually. <laughs> and I, it's just it, it is it is fucking ridiculous. And so now. As a result of this, they are, they are basically shutting down. And because I was a backer, if you didn't get fulfilled, I can sign up and I'll get $20. Oh, my God. $20. Wow. <laughs> well, this is awkward, but this episode of The Rebound is also brought to you by Coolest Cooler. <laughs> 21st Century Cooler that's actually cooler. Here's the best part is like they're like, now here's the portal you can sign up on to like get your $20 and you just put in your you know payment details. I'm like... Fuck you. I am not giving you any more of my personal information because I do not trust you to give me $20 and not just rob me blind. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need your credit card just yeah, to put the money on it. That's uh, how it works. Uh, so this is, well, then, I mean, it's a fucking scam and it just, I'm angry about it, but I'm not so, I mean, I, I kind of long ago resigned myself to the fact that this money had been thrown into a black hole somewhere. Here's here's the good news. You were never going to use that cooler anyway. Uh, but... <laughs> I want you probably wasn't gonna work. I want you to be happier. And so I would like to remind you that it, it is the season to get cozy. That's what it says here. Or maybe you're hosting holiday hangs. You might not have a great Bluetooth cooler to celebrate those hangs with. But either way, your furniture should suit your needs while feeling uniquely you. That, my friend, is where Joybird comes in. 
With over 50 fabric and leather options, three shades of wood, and over 250 unique silhouettes, do the math, Joybird's got a lot to choose from. The days of settling are over. Tell that to my wife. With Joybird, your mood boards will come to life with their hundreds of customizable pieces. If you can dream it, Joybird can build it. Need a love seat in the hottest red, an inviting baby blue, or a plush green velvet? Joybird's got you. They even offer a range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options. Joybird's free personal design consultants can help you go from inspiration to creation. Each piece is made with the ultimate care and precision, real wood without all those harmful chemicals and responsibly sourced materials. All Joybird handcrafted pieces come with a limited lifetime warranty. Create furniture that matches your own fearless style at joybird.com slash rebound25. See how Joybird can help make your dream space a reality today at joybird.com slash rebound25. Go to joybird.com slash rebound25 and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code, you guessed it, rebound25. Our thanks to Joybird for their support of the rebound and of my behind when I'm sitting in a Joybird <laughs> upholstery sofa. And your wife is settling. <laughs> and she's settling. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. One, I don't know if, did you guys see that Apple TV remote that they're selling in Switzerland? Yeah. <sighs> Because you texted it. Well, yeah. Yeah, that, that would be why. But, but it was um, making the rounds. I would, yeah. I mean, I think I talked about before how I was try- trying to think of how I might set up an Apple TV for my father-in-law. Um, Step one, by uh, an Amazon I think I'm going to give, I think I'm giving up at this point. I don't, I think trying to explain the Apple TV to him would be probably more trouble than it's worth. <laughs> I think we're just going to go with cable. <laughs> I know that this ship has sailed with you guys. And, and the, and the remote, and the remote is a non-starter. I mean, there are other options for remotes, but um, that that would never work. I am so on the daily impressed with the Amazon Fire TV situation. I think I have the Amazon Fire TV stick. That's right. I think it's uh, called the it, Amazon Fire TV situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's, a show. That's a show. That's a show. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they do a nice job, which you wouldn't think that they would feel obligated to do, but they do it, of trying to build recommendations based on the stuff that you've watched and liked, even if it's not from their services. Um, so like the home screen now for me is like, and and I I know that they're not the only ones who do this, but it's like here's great shows to watch on Netflix or on Amazon or on Disney Plus or Apple TV. And I thought that was uh I think it's well done. And I've been for the first time in eons, and I know that I'm probably an outlier here, but I've been browsing for movies because I've been doing so much of the great TV stuff that's out there and watching all these original series. But I was like, I, I've been enjoying like movies from the nineties and two thousands that I know this will surprise you. I missed. And um, I've just been enjoying its its recommendation algorithm, and it was like in some cases it's like, do you want to watch? I forget what it was. Uh, uh, was a John Grisham movie? Uh, do you want to watch The Rainmaker on Amazon or on Netflix? And I'm like, why do I care? I just want to watch The Rainmaker. If you know I have them both, just pick one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've been I I know you guys have a, a loyalty to your Apple TVs, but man, I think that maybe father in law would be okay with uh, an Amazon Fire because they're mm. really easy you can talk my, to my biggest out. complaint about the fire tv stick is and it's been a while since i've used mine regularly but i i there were parts of the interface i has dan said anything positive in this entire podcast nope <laughs> i'm being a loves kickstarter in, in honor in honor of the 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 carol death spinney. of carol spinney i'm gonna be the grouch today <laughs> also i'm living in a trash can it's a mac pro <laughs> from 2013 <laughs> <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's why you only got your ipad with you that's it that's the reason okay. uh i don't know i i i liked my fire tv i just didn't want to have two devices hooked up like that was the the thing in the end of the day the apple tv one but yeah 
it's certainly the fact that especially now the apple tv stuff is on the fire tv makes it even more compelling than previously because yeah. it's like well i can get everything there that i already have on my apple tv and yeah i don't know but yeah the remote on the apple tv sucks i will agree with you that, on that yeah. uh it, it feels like one of those things that i'm hoping they kind of go the uh the keyboard the mac macbook keyboard route with and just be like yeah we made it even better uh but we totally redesigned it now it just looks like a normal remote maybe i should just do that it, it is pretty great though that we're gonna we're you know that one day apple's gonna be like and here's our revised remote and it's got like three more buttons on it and the crowd's gonna lose their minds yeah it's like when you're solving problems you created you don't get accolades yeah 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 I, there are things i really genuinely love about the way that it works like for example i love the using the what did he say feature where you yeah. can do Siri and it will jump back and turn the captions on, but only for like the last 10 seconds and they'll automatically turn them the, off again. The Siri stuff is not bad in it. I mean, it's not great, but it's but that part works fine. You know, there's a button you push, you push it, you talk, and Siri may or may not do what you want. <laughs> it's just it's just the it's the swiping thing. Yeah, it's the, the touchpad is terrible. And the, the, yeah. the fact that it's symmetrical is bad. And um, yeah. I, I use a Logitech for a Harmony remote for almost everything but it doesn't there's no way to do Siri on it which is the biggest drawback. Yeah. It's like if that had a Siri pass through on it in some way, I would never use the Apple TV remote again. Harsh but true. Harsh but true. Speaking of Apple TV really quick before we go, the uh uh Apple got some nominations for its TV shows. Yeah. I didn't see what they were for though. They were not like best I drama, saw. right? Uh, they were. Yeah, the morning oh, was show it got re- was the it morning show drama? got okay. nominated for best drama. Jennifer okay. Aniston and Reese Witherspoon both got nominated. Um, I know Billy Crudup also got nominated for a Critics' Choice Award uh, for the morning show. So that I'm especially what happened with the it. Emmys, which are supposed to be the most prestigious of all the TV awards, because these were the Golden Globe nominations where yep. I saw that Apple racked up the most. And I believe that like no broadcast networks got <laughs> serious nominations. The Golden Globe which is a weird fucking award system because it's this little small insular community that yeah. nobody really knows who they are, and you just have to like pay to get in. So yeah, <laughs> it's a little suspect, but. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> Stuff wins. Well, how much is this? Like Listen, five bucks? Because I can if it could yeah. be bought, uh, The Apprentice would have won many, many more Golden Globes than it had, which is zero. <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there. Can't be bought. <laughs> Go look up Pia Sedora. He doesn't we'll have any money. Again. Yeah, look up Pia Sedora and we'll talk again. <laughs> that is uh, a deep I, cut. <laughs> what? Look up Pia Sedora. Wait, oh, did she? What? What did she? Did she? There's literally something? a whole long thing about her and essentially how she won a Golden Globe. Essentially, by somebody bought it for her. That huh. is a long. There are long running jokes in showbiz about how Golden Globes are essentially just awards you can buy. Well, well done, Pia Sedora. I look forward to my Golden Globe next year. <laughs> Lex and I don't have enough money to buy you one though. <laughs> when they start awarding podcasts, that's when this show is going to do just fine. <laughs> Which is to say, not great. And not terrible, but, but fine. Just fine. Just fine. Just We're going to get the Pia Zadora Award. <laughs> the last 20 minutes of the show was just John laughing, guys. Just, yeah, oh, I think that's yeah. So hang around, yeah. <laughs> Stick around for that great thing, Dan. I'm sorry about your hundred fifty dollars that you lost. Whatever, I lost it years ago. It's sunk cost at this point. 
Yeah. I just, I, it, it, you know, every once in a while I would remember and I would just get angry about it again and see if there was something I could do and realize like, no, bigger, you know, <laughs> bigger institutions than me have tried to take these guys on and not, you know, tried to get like blood from a stone over it and, and not had anything happen. So I, me, one guy yelling about it on Twitter, it's not going to do anything. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, it's uh, disappointing. The whole $20 thing does feel like a poke in the eye, though. It's like, we're shutting down. Oh, Just, yeah. No, that's, here's well, 20 The whole bucks. thing is ridiculous, but... Um, yeah, so stupid. But it has definitely made me a lot... Like, I don't back a lot of Kickstarter things these days. Because yeah. even the last thing I backed, which I felt pretty good about, uh, has been... I think it's still not coming out, which was a game co-designed by uh, Richard Garfield and Ken Jennings. Which is like a trivia game. Oh yeah, I, I bet. Like, oh, that, I think yeah, it looks it. great. Yeah, uh, I think it got pushed back. So it's like, well, this is why. <laughs> this is why you'd be very, very uh, uh, dis- discerning about the things that you back. So I, I, it's funny, I, I don't always read the updates I get from the the projects they back, and they don't back. The I, I was don't. looking just now because um, I backed a project on Indiegogo. <laughs> it's called Sunny. <laughs> I'm just going to send you a link to what it is versus describing it to you. Uh, but I was just reading their latest update because I knew that I hadn't read it. And um, it was like, we're sorry again for the shipping delays. We know many of you wanted to send this for the holidays. But instead, you can uh, here's printable cards that you can use to tell people uh, that you're giving it to them. Uh, but it is, of course, Sunny, the portable bidet for eco-conscious humans. Of course. Uh, what? It, uh, Lex, I think that is a, uh electric toothbrush with no toothbrush head on it. <laughs> I think you've been had. <laughs> and it'll never ship. It was an incredibly popular thing. They raised more than $1 million. You can raise a lot of money when you don't have a product, it turns out. Mm-hmm. 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 So, I've got a new pitch for a pivot for this podcast. <laughs> Bitching about Kickstarters? Uh, yes, but we get back to on Kickstarter. <laughs> we were going to make a podcast. We've got 300 podcasts oh under God. our belt here. We are clearly experienced podcast producers. We're going to make this podcast, but we're actually just going to take your money. Sounds good. I think that works. I'm in.